the service of prayer and preaching for the Epiphany of our Lord, January 6th, 2021. The first hymn is LSB 555, Salvation Unto Us Has Come. Salvation unto us has come by God's free grace and favor. Good works cannot avert our doom. They help and save us never. Faith looks to Jesus Christ alone, who did for all the world atone. He is our one Redeemer. What God did in his law demand, and none to him could render, caused wrath and woe on every hand, for man the vile offender. Our flesh has not those pure desires The spirit of the law requires And lost is our condition It was a false misleading dream That God his law had given that sinners could themselves redeem and by their works gain heaven. The law is but a mirror bright to bring the inbred sin to light that lurks within our nature. From sin our flesh could not abstain, sin held its sway unceasing. The task was useless and in vain, our guilt was ere increasing. None can remove sin's poisoned dart, or purify our guileful heart. So deep is our corruption. Yet as the law must be fulfilled, or we must die despairing, Christ came and as God's anger stilled, our human nature sharing, he has for us the law obeyed, and thus the Father's vengeance stayed, which over us impended. 
Since Christ has full atonement made and brought to us salvation, each Christian therefore may be glad and built on this foundation. Your grace alone, dear Lord, I plead. Your death is now my life indeed. For you have paid my ransom. Let me not doubt, but truly see, Your word cannot be broken. Your call rings out, come unto me, No falsehood have you spoken. Baptized into your precious name, my faith cannot be put to shame, and I shall never perish. The law reveals the guilt of sin and makes us conscience stricken. But then the gospel enters in, the sinful soul to quicken. Come to the cross, trust Christ and live. The law no peace can ever give, no comfort and no blessing. Faith clings to Jesus' cross alone, and rests in him unceasing. And by its fruits true faith is known, with love and hope increasing. For faith alone can justify, work, serve our neighbor, and supply the proof that faith is living. <clears throat> oh, blessing, honor, thanks, and praise to Father, Son, and Spirit, the God who saved us by His grace, all glory to His merit. O triune God in heaven above, You have revealed Your saving love, Your blessed name we hallow. We follow the service of prayer and preaching found in LSB, page 260. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Sanctify us in your truth, your word is truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. A reading from Isaiah, the 60th chapter. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the people's. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around, and see. They all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant, your heart shall thrill and exult, because of the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall bring good news, the praises of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The introit is verses from Psalm 72. Behold, the Lord, the ruler, has come, and the kingdom and the power and the glory are in his hand. Give the just, the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the royal son. May he judge your people with righteousness 
and your poor with justice. May the kings of Tarshish and of the coastlands render him tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all kings fall down before him. All nations serve him. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Behold the Lord, the ruler has come, and the kingdom and the power and the glory are in his hand. Reading from Ephesians chapter 3. For this reason I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has been now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given, to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from Matthew, the second chapter. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. And they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Continue with the Common Responsory on page 263. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. We continue with the Ten Commandments, the Apostles' Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. You shall have no other gods. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. In order to find peace and purpose, people are willing to go to very great lengths. It's no secret that people are searching for both of these things. Peace is hotly sought after and seemingly in short supply. What is my purpose for being here? This question posed many challenges as the world fought about what jobs are lucky enough to be deemed essential. If your work is not essential, what does that mean about you? This, of course, erodes peace and you can see the wickedness in this slippery slope. To a hurting and dying world, the church knows where true peace is to be found, where purpose is given. It's no secret that when these truths of the church are twisted for man's self-serving ends, it makes me sad and angry. Sangry. The gospel is not for sale. The church doesn't need fads or gimmicks to draw people. It has what all men need without glitz and glimmer. It has the truth for all people, in all places, at all times. It has Jesus. It has the forgiveness of sins. It has eternal life. The church has something better than anything that can be offered by the world. This is the very message of our epistle reading. The very content of the gospel of which Paul was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace is Jesus, the baby born in Bethlehem and visited by the Magi. For Paul, preaching was the proclamation of Christ. 
He first tells the Corinthians, Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with words of eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. Therefore we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. This means that anyone with a religious message who doesn't let the hearer recognize Christ does not have a Christian message. They are not preaching. They're making religious noises. They're a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. What is it about Jesus that God reveals in the gospel? The unsearchable riches of Christ. Riches raise all sorts of pictures in the modern American mind, especially at the end of the Christmas season. The riches of Christ are much more than fancy new gadgets, grand homes, happy marriages, well-behaved children, and a loving community. In Christ, we have what we need the most for our past, our present, and our future. God has made Christ our righteousness and sanctification and redemption. No matter how rich we try and portray ourselves to the world, we remain beggars before God. On this side of heaven, we still have the sinful flesh clinging ever so closely. Which one of us can truly stand before God and say, I have no sins on my conscience? Loveless actions and cruel words that scar those around us, even during this last season of love. Selfish thoughts that make us feel dominant and superior in the presence of others. Idolatrous thoughts and actions. Raising people, feelings, and events over God himself, even during the time of celebrating the birth of his son. We are unrighteous, impoverished, and looking around the table, waiting for someone else to pick up the tab. Not only have we forgotten our wallet, we don't have enough credit limit left to even make a dent. This is where the riches of Christ shine forth, manifested in the person of Jesus. He took all our unrighteousness to the cross, suffered the punishment for it, and secured another righteousness for us. He was perfect. He never sinned. He kept God's law, every demand, and he did it all for you. By faith, the Holy Spirit exchanges your unrighteousness with Jesus's righteousness. All past failures are forgotten, and all sins are forgiven. His riches don't just cover the past, they flow in abundance in the present. As renewed Christians, as saints in Christ, our will is changed. It is aligned to be the same as our Father's, which means we want to live and do the right thing. We want to live in faith towards God and in perfect love towards our neighbors. But it's so hard. Church is too long. My pastor is boring. And have you met my neighbors? Do you know my family? See, while we are saints, we still have the sinful flesh constantly seeking to tear us away from God and stumble headlong into the evil we so enjoy. Here again is where Christ's riches pour forth. He is our sanctification. He gives us the power to do what is right. Through his Holy Spirit, God is at work in us to will and to do according to his good pleasure. While death is at work in us, life is at work in you. The resurrection of Christ is at work in your sinful flesh. 
Through your baptism, every day the old Adam in you should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires. And a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. We never have to search for purpose or ask, what's the use? You are given many moments of every day to turn to him, receive his grace, and use his riches given to you for the welfare of your neighbor, living your vocation in areas of God's representatives, life, marriage, possessions, reputations, and contentment. With the riches of Christ for past and present, make no mistake, they extend into the future. Redemption means we have been ransomed. We have been bought back. Jesus shed his innocent blood to deliver us from the dominion of Satan and death back to the eternal kingdom of God. By his own blood, he secured an eternal redemption for you. These effects will never end. He didn't give the riches of his money because money runs out and its worth fluctuates. He gave his blood, his life. Death no longer has dominion over him, and he gives it to you. The ancient hymn sings in the midst of life we are in death. We can just as easy sing in the midst of death. We have life. Our physical death opens the way to perfect, unending life. All of this is given by the gospel. All of this is given by God himself. He speaks, he washes, he feeds. Paul was continually amazed at the universality of God's offer. Salvation was not just for the Jews, it was for all people. In the evilness of man's mind, we twist this gift for our own purposes. It is true that the church, the people of God, are not limited to a building. This phrase has been used as a gimmick for men and women to convince themselves that it's okay to stay away from the gifts of God in word and sacrament. It's been used as a twisted self-justification to despise preaching in God's word. Look at our gospel reading. Where do the Magi go? They could have stayed home and convinced many others in the East of the greatness of the star and what it means that the king has been born. But where do they go? They go to the house where Jesus was. They go to the place where God has located his presence so that they would know this God is for them. This God is is for all people, for all who have faith in Jesus who died for them. They are saved. The church is not divided. We have various denominations and many disputes and arguments and fights over God's word, but his word doesn't actually change. Membership in this church is open to all, regardless of race, sex, education, abilities, or class. Confession in the truth is the only requirement. That is, faith is what makes a member of God's church. And this is no secret. It's something that must be shared because lives are at stake. This is where the church comes in. The church is the place where God continually makes his gospel known. It is the place where he continually gives his gifts, where his word is not preached in its truth and purity, and where his sacraments, his gifts, are not given according to his own institution. They are not the church. They're religious noisemakers, noisy gongs and clanging cymbals. The simple fact is that we need the church. God doesn't shout his word from the heavens. He doesn't spread it in secret games of telephone. He uses his servants to hand down his gifts. The church and her ministers are gifts. They are created and given by God to bring light or to bring to light 
for everyone. What is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places? What a high privilege we have to gather and receive these gifts as we live our lives in the midst of our families, our jobs, the pandemic, coping with sickness and setbacks, surviving successes and pleasures. Oh, how many opportunities we have to make known the gospel. Always prepared to make a defense for the hope that we have in Christ. Consider this. In the many conversations surrounding health during the pandemic, we could say, God let me get well or God gives me the strength to face these days. This leads us to say something good about God's purpose always being good, because he who did not spare his own son is surely not going to do anything bad to us. He might send death, but even then, Jesus has given me eternal life. What about someone who in their search for peace and purpose are sangry, and they say, well, all churches are the same. After all, they're all helping people to get to the same place. They all just speak about being good, and I try to be a good person already. Here we have an opportunity to tell them what really matters most in any church is that Christ is put forth as the only Savior. We might also say that the church is where Christ is proclaimed through his word and his sacraments properly taught and administered. This verbal witness goes hand in hand with the nonverbal witness of our lives by which we show patience and kindness to those with whom we come into contact through our vocations. These are just two examples of how God makes his gospel known through his church. The only way that message is going to get out of these doors is carried by you, his children. It's quite a challenge, isn't it? We know that we don't always let the gospel be known through our words and deeds. We kept the secret of the gospel to ourselves when it needed to be shared. For this reason, so we don't become discouraged or worse, indifferent. Paul reminds us that through the church, we have access to God through faith in Jesus Christ. He is for all men, women and children, Jew and Gentile alike. Here, purpose is clearly put forth and peace is abundantly given. Here, sad and angry is buried away as tongues are opened to proclaim. Faith clings to Jesus' cross alone and rests in him unceasing. And by its fruits, true faith is known with love and hope increasing. For faith alone can justify, works, Serve our neighbor and supply the proof that faith is living. All blessing, honor, thanks, and praise to Father, Son, and Spirit, the God who saved us by his grace, all glory to his merit. O triune God in heaven above, you have revealed your saving love, your blessed name we hallow. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We sing hymn LSB 395, O Morning Star, How Fair and Bright.
Star, how fair and bright You shine with God's own truth and light Aglow with grace and mercy Of Jacob's race King David's son Our Lord and Master you have won our hearts to serve you only. Lowly, holy, great and glorious, all victorious, rich in blessing, rule and might or all-possessing. Come, heavenly bridegroom, light divine, and deep within our hearts now shine, their light a flame undying. In your one body let us be, as living branches of a tree, your life our life supplying. Now, though daily earth's deep sadness may perplex us and distress us, yet with heavenly joy you bless us. Lord, when you look on us in love, at once there falls from God above a ray of purest pleasure. Your word and spirit, flesh and blood, Revive our souls with heavenly food. You are our dearest treasure. Let your mercy warm and cheer us. Oh, draw near us, for you teach us God's own love through you has reached us. Almighty Father, in your Son, you loved us when not yet begun. Was this old earth's foundation? Your Son has ransomed us in love to live in Him here and above. This is your great salvation. Alleluia, Christ the living to us, giving life forever. Keeps us yours and fails us never. Oh, let the harps break forth in sound, our joy be all with music crowned. 
our voices gladly blending, for Christ goes with us all the way, today, tomorrow, every day, his love is never ending, sing out, ring out, jubilation, exultation, tell the story, great is he, the King of glory. What joy to know when life is past, the Lord we love is first and last, the end and the beginning. He will one day more glorious grace transport us to that happy place beyond all tears and sinning. Amen, amen. Come, Lord Jesus, crown of gladness, we are yearning for the day of your returning. We continue with prayer on page 265. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon, with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the holy Christian church, here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and the dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. O God, by the leading of a star, you made known your only begotten Son to the Gentiles. Lead us who know you by faith to enjoy in heaven the fullness of your divine presence. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. 
I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have graciously kept me this day. And I pray that you would forgive me all my sins, for I have done wrong, and graciously keep me this night. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Christ has been raised from the dead, Alleluia, Alleluia. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Raised from the dead, he will never die again. Death has no more dominion over him. Christ has been raised from the dead. Alleluia, alleluia. Dying, Christ dies to sin once for all. Living, he lives to God. Count yourselves as dead to sin and alive to God. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ has been raised from the dead. Alleluia. Alleluia. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen. Our final hymn is LSB 703, How Can I Thank You, Lord? How can I thank you, Lord, for all your loving kindness that you have patiently borne with me in my blindness when dead in many sins and trespasses I lay? I kindled, holy God, your anger every day. It is your work alone that I am now converted, for Satan's work in me, you have your power asserted. Your mercy and your grace that rise afresh each morn have turned my stony heart into a heart newborn. 
Lord, you have raised me up to joy and exaltation and clearly shown the way that leads me to salvation. My sins are washed away. For this I thank you, Lord. Now with my heart and soul, all evil I abhor. Grant that your Spirit's help to me be always given, lest I should fall again and lose the way to heaven. Grant that he give me strength in my infirmity. May he renew my heart to serve you supplication, O Savior, Son of God, accept my adoration. O Holy Spirit, be my ever-faithful guide, that I may serve you here and there with you above. 